Empty backfield, three-man rush. He bounces around, he throws. ET is there. Are they going to say touchdown, touchdown, Demarius Thomas? Move over Brett Favre and make room for the new king. Peyton Manning now has more touchdown passes than any other player in NFL history. And he's being congratulated by his teammates on the field. <laughs> Look what they're doing, man. They're playing keep away with the football. Goes from Welker to Julius to Emmanuel Sanders. He still doesn't have a hold of that thing. DT has it. Finally, he gives it to him. Big old hugs to go around by everybody, including head coach John Fox. Hey guys, welcome in to the Outspoken Sportscast here, episode number 87. We are back again um, together, me and Jeff, after the holidays and Thanksgiving. And the reason we played that little clip there um, for you guys that are listening to the podcast um, and not watching this on YouTube is it was a video of uh, Peyton Manning throwing his... Um, Record-breaking touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas. As we start off with a little sad news here, Jeff, today Demarius Thomas was found um, dead in his house um, at the age of 33. This this came shocking. It was shocking news. A guy that just retired this last offseason um, of football and ready to start his next journey of life, and it ended all too, all too quickly. Yeah. Uh, it 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 hit me hard because um, you know I saw this guy I saw us draft him in the first round. Um, he was a huge huge staple in this franchise uh, through through kind of getting Denver back into its its glory days and and trying to get back to playoff football and and and, and championship football. Um, and so he was the pinnacle to get the pieces in place. Uh, for uh, for Peyton Manning, um, and and when before Peyton Manning even got there, you know he's remembered for that catch against Pittsburgh. Um, his not only his on the field stuff, his off the field stuff. He was a good person. Um, he did good things for everyone. His mom uh, was in jail uh, for a, a numerous number of years. Uh, you know, related to, you know, whether it be drug charges or whatever possession, I think is what it was. Um, and he got her off. Um, he got her pardoned and, and she got to see him play in the Super Bowl. Um, she got to see him win the Super Bowl. 
And so, uh, you know, this guy was, you know, could have easily just gone down the wrong path. You uh, went to completely different direction. And, and instead he kind of allowed his ability to shine through and, and get, and get to uh, a better place, uh, you know, mentally, physically. And then obviously, uh, you know, he would win a championship at some point down the road as well, which is what every player in any sport wants to do. Um, so yeah, like it, it, this, this guy is forever a Denver Bronco. Um, he, I think he is right behind. Um, I'm trying to think of who the player is in terms of total yards as a Bronco, but he's second on the list, which is incredible. Um, he, I've seen him have so many great games. Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning came in, it was like, man, this guy, Peyton Manning, he was, he loved targeting him. He loved uh, getting to him. Uh, open field bubble screens was like a big thing. Um, so like, you know, uh, they would hit a bubble. He would hit a bubble screen and it would, it would be over. Like, I mean, Demary Thomas would be gone. Um, so it, it, it's man, it's, it's horrible news. It, it's, uh, I didn't know what would, what ha- I wanted to know what happened. So I, and now we started to realize that he was found dead, um, in his bathroom. And I think they said that it's possible because he had been suffering for seizures with seizures for the past year. Um, and they think that he had a seizure and he, nobody was there. And so, um, you know, unfortunately it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. The dude was my age, um, which is kind of insane. 33, uh, and uh, <sighs> talented, extremely happy. The guy was always just positive, never had bad things to say. There's a clip of him talking uh, at Peyton Manning's in, in induction, Hall of Fame induction, just saying he made us better. Um, he just selfless person. And so the organization's going to hold um, a special thing for him during the Lions game here. Um, I think, I mean, you had tons of players from Tom Brady to... Um, I want to say, I think he played in Houston for a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, so you had some of those players as well, but players all over the league, uh, players he never played with players that had played that have known, known him, uh, through, through various channels and stuff. And so, um, I don't think anybody had a bad thing to say about Demarius Thomas and it definitely is a huge loss. Um, for for the football world, especially uh, definitely hitting the Denver Bronco fans extremely hard uh, today because um, outside of some of those great wide receivers we had during John Elway, this was the guy that came in that everybody loved since he wasn't just a household name here. It was just, you know, for all those years. And so it's it's a horrible news and i feel for i feel for his family I, I you know and man the world lost a very talented and a very selfless person uh yes you know it's it's interesting because him only being 33 figured he might still be in the league right i mean yeah he just retired this last off season he's getting ready for that the next part of his life um I don't know if the foot, if you know, the football injuries over time caused the seizures. We no no clue, but yeah. just condolences to his family. And look, <clears throat> watching him play was great. I, I, I think he reminds me of a better Des Bryant. He was, um, 
he was he was he was big like Des Bryant was, but he was fast. He 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 was a great player to watch, and him and Peyton Manning had almost instant chemistry. Um, I enjoyed watching him play, and I I, I was shocked when I heard that news today. I, I kind of had a double take, and I had to I had to stop and Google it, and like, oh my gosh, dude, Demarius Thomas, dude. Yeah, it's 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 that's tough, and you know when anybody dies young like that, it's that's that's really sad. And um, the football community, and especially like you said in Denver, is uh, hurting tonight. And so we keep his uh, family in our prayers, and um, his legacy is is left on on the field. And not only that, but uh, the 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 amount of people he's touched living his life on this earth. So. Condolences yeah. for for his family and and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't seem real when I heard it, and I was just kind of like, I, I don't really understand. I don't really understand. So it was just, I uh, maybe uh, maybe it's kind of the same feeling you had with Kobe, uh, where it was just like, yeah, what? like yeah, that. What you know? You know, and I was yeah, and I was about to bring that up. Is you know, it's kind of funny because we we watch these athletes as we grow up and we get attached to certain teams for the, whatever reasons we do. And we we follow a certain players and you follow them from getting drafted to, to hopefully play in their, you know, their whole career with your team and, and taking that team to a championship. And this guy was a part of that. And, and, and then when they pass away, even though you didn't know them, you didn't meet them personally, they had an effect on you. Um, yeah. and that's something that's interesting with, with different things. And I think that goes along with like, um, even actors, like, uh, when Tom Hanks passes away, I'm going to, I'm going to be upset, you know, <laughs> Denzel Washington, you know, certain people that, 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 um, you watch that you don't even know, and they have no clue you exist, but they've had an impact on your life growing up and in one way or the other. Um, and, and it, it does affect you. And I, and I, when, when Kobe Bryant passed away, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I, I cried. I came home and I cried when, to my wife and I, and literally, and I said, I know it feels weird that I'm crying. I don't know him, <laughs> but he was my favorite basketball player of all time. And he is the whole reason I'm a Lakers fan and, uh, meant a lot. So, yeah, um, it's a big loss for Denver. And, and like I said, you and, and, and your fans and the football world. So, I think I think the Broncos are going to do something real special, and and obviously uh, I have a feeling that uh, Demarius Thomas is going to uh, have some kind of uh, retires number. They're probably going to may possibly retire the number, or or maybe even have some kind of thing at the stadium to honor him. But right. he's definitely going to be a statue. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he he's going to get something for sure because he was too special here. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, guys. Well, that wasn't the spotlight of the week. We just want to get get that out of the way and um, talk about him and honor his memory a little bit there. But um, I also want to apologize <clears throat> if you hear some coughs. I'm still getting over um, COVID. So if I hear me cough, I'll try and mute the mic. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, we decided the spotlight of the week this week would be early awards. If we had a look at the awards that are handed out at the end of the year, who would we give those to and why? Um, a little bit of a playoff picture, our biggest surprise, biggest disappointment so far this season. So let's go ahead and jump into that. And, and the first one off the bat is coach of the year. And Jeff, I was torn between this one. I was torn between two guys. And I think it can right now, it can only go between two of the people. 
That's Bill Belichick and Cliff Kingsbury. And I decided a very tough one here. I decided to give it to Cliff Kingsbury. And we we all know Bill Belichick's a genius and, and all that. But who would have thought, Jeff, that the Arizona Cardinals would be the number one seed in the NFC? 10 and 2. They were 8 and 8 last year altogether. They're 10 and 2. They he's got this team playing at a high level. This team is talented. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he, you know, it's not like this team isn't talented and this is kind of coming out of nowhere. They're a talented bunch. Um did did you think they were going to lead this division or or possibly win this division? I I thought that was going to go to the Rams and look, the mm-hmm. season's not over. It still could, but Right now, they're the number one seed in the NFC. Right now, to me, you got to put them as the number one team in the NFL with that record. What they're doing, while if you were to tell me your starting quarterback was to miss three games in November and you were still winning those games, you went two and one of those football games. This coach has them playing really well right now. They are, they are next man up mentality. And when they lost um, Murray for three games, I said, Oh man, they're going to lose all three. It's great position for green Bay, but they continue to win Jeff and they continue to fight. And he, and I, I got to give it so far to cliff Kingsbury um, coach of the year this season. <clears throat> oh man. Uh, Bill Belichick is uh, the, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach uh, in the game. At this point, uh, when it's all said and done, maybe all times, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, honestly, I mean, I, I personally, I personally like, um, Vince Lombardi. I think he's, as I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a Green Bay fan, but I like, but I, but something about Vin, I do Vin, love Vince Lombardi, Lombardi, uh, is, is he's special. Um, and he was able to do some special things uh, in, in a place that nobody was paying attention to. So, and put the place on the map, uh, put oh, the organization oh, yeah. on the map. Um, Bill Belichick, I'm not, it's not like I'm surprised, but it's also, I'm, I am surprised in some ways. I'm not surprised that he was able to find something and turn his ship around. What I'm surprised about is how quickly it came. Right. Eventually he was going to figure it out and he did. It's incredible. It shows how insane of a coach he is in terms of production, talent, scope, uh, all this stuff, being able to just, just find some talent that he knows will work and mesh well with his organization is incredible. That being said, I will definitely have to go with the Cardinals head coach on this one. I have to do it mainly because of this guy. Nobody was talking about him. Nobody was saying anything about this guy. They were nobody talking about had, him being on nobody the had nobody had him in 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 their in their radar on their radar. Nobody was talking about him, and because of that, you gotta you gotta acknowledge it. You gotta sit there and go, look, we know Bill Belichick's good, but this guy. This guy's good too. 
and you can't ignore it. Bill Belichick's gotten probably numerous amounts of awards in terms of coach of the year. I can't even account probably how many probably coach of the year awards this dude's got. But this this is an up and coming coach. He's taken a talented roster. He had an injured quarterback, still winning games, still doing what he's doing with the talent he has, obviously, but with also without without his quarterback, which is hard to do. I mean, you know, it's difficult to try to win without any kind of franchise guy on there trying at the helm. So ultimately, yeah, I got to pick him. I got to definitely pick him. So I'm agree with you on this one. Bill Belichick, he's got his, he's got plenty. <laughs> he doesn't need any more. He doesn't need I just, any more I just pats looked on it the up back. And uh, he has three coaches of the year. Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. So, of course. Of so, course yeah. he does. And that's an award they like to, you know, they don't give it out to the same coach every single year. So, right. But yeah, I was torn between the two, but I think definitely got to give it to Cliff Kingsbury. The defensive player of the year. I don't know. This one was tough for me. Uh, mm. I looked up who has the most sacks because that's who usually gets it. Mm. Or if someone has an insane amount of interceptions, Dude. I think, <clears throat> well, he's got nine. But he doesn't lead the NFL, I don't think. Okay. Or does he? He might lead the NFL. He might lead the NFL. With nine, that's kind of high. But I went with TJ Watt, Jeff. TJ Watt has the most sacks in the NFL. And I actually I actually I had a double take and I was looking up these stats. He has 16 sacks. And last year he should have won defensive player of the year. He, he was leading a lot of categories. He didn't win it. It was, I don't know why he just didn't win it. <clears throat> I'm going to go with TJ Watt. Um, sometimes these awards, you know, especially like these little, not these aren't little awards, but these awards that are just, you know, defensive player of the year or, or whatever. If your team is not doing all that great, man, they might go with a guy that was on the, on a little bit better of a team with, you know, so yeah, I, I, I'm going with TJ Watt though. I, I if it's between him or Miles Garrett, you could give it to Diggs just because the interceptions, but it's it's dropped off the last couple games. He's also allowed the most yardage um, in the NFL more than any other quarterback in the league. I heard that today. So I got to go with TJ Watt getting to the quarterback, getting 16 sacks. I think he's got a forced fumble. Um, So I'm going with him. This is not, this is not a um, award that I'm, you know, I look forward to every year, like the MVP or or um, offensive side of the football. But who do you got as defensive I, I, player there, Jeff? I mean, this one's boring to me because I'm going to I mean, it's going to sound boring to anybody listening, but uh, I'm going to go read with you on this one. It, it's just, not that I not that it's a boring it's a boring, you know, award to give out. Right. right. I'm just saying like the next version of this, which we'll talk about in a second, is a little bit more exciting because there's a lot more going on. So I'm going to agree with this one. TJ Watt simply with the fact that you were talking about the 16 sacks is impressive as heck. We are already where we still have like a month left or so of football. We got, we got some games left and he's going to probably get more. So, I mean, if the fact is the fact that you're going to near, near 20 sacks in a season oh, yeah. is nuts. And um, they got that. They got the extra game. That's and like two, that's like two uh, rushing. That's two linebackers right there. Two good ones. 10, that's like 10, you know, you think about that. You usually they'll split them, right? You get 10, 10 or whatever. If they're real good, he's right. doing that by himself. Um, TJ, and it's, it's, it's TJ Watt 
without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, that's impressive. And we, with more to spare, look for him to probably at least, at least get three more. Yeah, he's already uh, he's already tied his yeah. um and I, and I'm not even sure they played Minnesota last night. I'm not even sure if those those 16 if he got a sack last night. I don't think that in, is in there. So yeah, um, I agree there. I I completely agree there. Definitely. I mean, I would like to see him break Strahan's record, 22. <laughs> that would <laughs> be that, incredible. That, that'd be insane. And now with that extra game, you're going to see some of those things. True. Some of those things that's happen. True. Next one is the defensive rookie of the year, Jeff. And I'm kind of interested to see where you're going with this one. I'm going to let know, you go man. first. Now, every week I do, I do the rundowns of kind of what we talk about and, I, but I don't put my answers on the board. So Jeff, Jeff can't see my answers. I got them. I write them down on my own little board over here. And um, so he's not just copying. <laughs> if he's agreeing with me, he's not just copying what I'm saying. So, uh, Jeff, I want to I want to see who you pick here because I'm interested to see who it is. I I, I mean, I might. There's only there's only two options I think you can go with here. But I'll, I'll, let me hear your answer, Jeff. Let's go ahead and hear your well, answer. There's two there's two people that come to mind. Okay, and 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 I and and that, I'm not a cowboy fan. Okay, I'm not a cowboy fan. Michael Parsons is a beast. Uh, I cannot deny that he is he is a beast of a player. He is a from you know uh, danger uh, for quarterbacks for many years. He's going to get better and better as he gets older, and and, and fine tunes his craft for sure. The other one is Patrick Sertan the second, and he is another beast. Now here's the difference. This is why I don't know. Okay. So Michael Parsons, he is flash. That is the one that is the Hollywood kind of guy. He's going to get you the sacks and whatever. What statistic that really pops out to me in a league where we like to throw the football, no one runs typically anymore. It's very rare. It's a high throwing aerial attack. That is the way the NFL has been going over the years. Obviously, thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for that one. But that is where the league is headed. Do you have rushers? Sure. Do you run the ball? Yeah. But what, you, what are you going to do? You're going to try to put up as many points as possible. And that that's through the air. Now, the one statistic that really sticks out to me with Patrick Sertan is that QBR against him is insanely low. Um <laughs> Gosh, this is hard. This is hard. I got you can't go wrong with either. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna stick with my guy. Pastor Sertan the second. I'm going Patrick Sertan the second. Rookie oh. of the <clears throat> year. Defensive rookie of the year. I'm sorry. I cannot go. I, I, I Michael Parsons is gonna be good, and he's definitely gonna get. His his dues for sure. He's definitely going to get defensive, you know, defensive player of the year, that kind of stuff for sure. But I'm going with Patrick Sertan the second. I like him. I like him too much. And I wasn't. I wasn't even really mad when they got him. Everybody got mad and frustrated because we didn't pick a quarterback up. I don't care. I like him. That's it. Look, those are the two guys I, I was choosing between. Um, Patrick Sertan's a great player. He's going to be a shutdown corner. He has four interceptions already. <laughs> Jeff, there's one clear answer here, buddy, and it's Micah Parsons. Okay, <laughs> Micah Parsons is a beast. He's got ten sacks. Can't argue. Can't it's, argue. 
10 sacks, 72 tackles, two forced fumbles. And not only, um, not only is this guy good, he's versatile. He's a linebacker. All right. But they're, they're using him. They've had to use him as just a, uh, a, a, a edge rusher because their edge rushers have been injured. And he's, his, uh, rating at edge rushing is elite, is elite. He gets yeah. to the quarterback. He, he and that's the biggest argument that happens on 105.3 The Fan in the morning is RJ Choppy. I'm gonna call you guys out here. Thanks that Micah Parsons should be a full time rushing the quarterback on the edge. That's what he's best at, and I agree with him. He gets the quarterback on an elite status. Okay, um, but his versatility is very, very good, and he's a beast. To me, he's going to be win it defensive rookie of the year. Patrick Tristan is really good, but Micah Parsons is definitely that guy to take that that champion that that trophy. In my opinion, now we'll have to wait and see at the end of the year. Um, but he's good. He's dang good. They're two dang awesome good. players. I mean, these guys were number like right neck and neck in terms of <laughs> draft pick yeah. uh, selections. So in terms of defense, I mean, there were three defensive players on the board that in the first round that everyone was eyeing. And these two guys were one of the three. So, yeah. And when you're looking at, you know, building a team, obviously Sertan's position is more valuable than a linebacker. Cornerback, mm-hmm. a shutdown corner is invaluable. Um, so you, you definitely, you know, even, even, yeah. even your head coach said, if, if, if we had to go back and redo the draft and those same guys are there, I'm still picking Michael Parsons. And I, and I totally agree unless you did go quarterback, but from what we've seen from the quarterbacks, they've, they've all kind of been a little bad, you know, so far. You're talking about Jerry Jones talking about, he would have picked Michael Parsons. <laughs> he was picking Michael Parsons anyway. No, no, I'm talking about Denver's coach. Uh, Denver's okay. Frank. Uh, what's his What's his name? I was about to say. What's What's your coach? Vic Fangio. You're talking Fangio. about Vic Fangio. Yeah, he, he came picked, out. Yeah, you know, yeah, he came out and said it. If, those, if we had to redo the same, if yeah. we had to redo it. I'm picking the same guy, and, yeah. and I agree with it. Well, um, it was a need. It was a need. We needed. <sighs> we needed help on court. We had. We had nobody back there. We had so many injuries, and it was like third string guys at the end of the season last year. It was so horrible, and we needed. That was a huge need, uh, outside a quarterback, obviously, but we definitely needed a corner cornerback um, for sure, and we got one. So, but all right, I, Jeff. I, the, the Jerry Jones thing's iffy, though. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, the offensive player of the year's next, and I think this one's kind of easy. Uh, it's to me, it's Cooper Cup. He leads the league in receiving yards. He has thirteen hundred and sixty-six yards already. Whew. He also leads the NFL in touchdowns. He's got eleven of those as well. So he's he's Stafford. It's his favorite guy out there so far in Los Angeles. Um, I thought 11 touchdowns was, was a little low to be leading, but he's leading in touchdowns. He's leading in yardage. He brings that different element there for, for LA. I think you got to give him the award, uh, this year. <clears throat> oh man. Um, 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 um. Uh, I can't pick him. I can't pick him yet, but, um, um, honestly, I would probably <laughs> Hmm. <sighs> Man. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out CD Lamb's uh, numbers. Um, and and well, I wouldn't even say really CD Lamb. Uh, oh. Yeah, f- dang it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of of uh, 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 who the Green Bay Packers. There was a guy on offense that's just sticking out to me that I was like, man, this guy's like, I mean, there's Devontae Adams. No, I say Cooper Cup. I mean, if you really want to pick it, I like, I think that there are other players. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's been doing pretty well. I think, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it kind of, you get some drop off a little bit with, uh, you know, he's dropped some passes and stuff, but, um, and Mari Cooper has been pretty good this year too. I uh, can't ignore that either. Um, it's been a weird year uh, when it comes to certain things. Cause you would sit there and go, Oh yeah, Travis Kelsey, all the, no, none of that's going on. Um, so it's just kind of like, I could see Cooper cup and I, I probably could agree with that too. To some degree, I would even really uh, say like, could you even throw in um, Kyle Murray in there? I mean, he's been, doing i mean i know that's usually an mvp type thing but still uh he's been doing insanely good you know if i'm usually the MV, usually mvps are quarterbacks, quarterbacks and, then, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then and then they give the offensive player of the year to like a running back or, or wide yeah. receiver i was gonna say derrick henry if he didn't get derrick henry but he got injured i mean yeah, if that's he didn't what ruined get, that. if he didn't get injured i was definitely he's definitely your offensive player of the year if not I was talking to VP before he got injured. The stuff yeah. he was doing yeah. was insane. Um, I mean, if I had to really pick, if I had to really pick, I would agree with you on Cooper Cup. If I if I were to go into him <laughs> with my my heart right now, I mean, I really like Devontae Williams. I think he's going to be this star, and you know, he key it's you know he rushed for another hundred yard game, and then we freaking lost. Uh, he rushed for another hundred yards. I mean, this dude is is legit uh talent and so that really it bothers me that we keep losing and 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 he's you know struggling to he's doing it by himself sometimes you know and and definitely so because melvin gordon's been out but uh a lot of people are ignoring him and uh i think definitely people should not be ignoring Devontae williams he's he's really good and so person my personal if I, you know, from the heart, I really like Devontae Williams and he's he's doing insanely well and surprised a lot of people. Uh, but if I were to go with like what I really think who would actually win it, I would agree with Cooper Cup. It's hard to go hard to go against them leading those two statistics. Um, but yeah. like I said, who knows at the end of the year. It's been a weird year, man. It's also been a it strange it year. Has. There's been some weird games where it's like <sighs> these weird like blowouts, and then then teams that shouldn't have been blown out. The Rams keep losing games, and it's like, what's going on? It's you been know, a, it's, it's been a weird strange, year, strange from, year for sure. So. Like we what we you know predict and our thing is going to oh, happen, yeah. and that's just like wow. Yeah. Um, offensive rookie of the year. There's one guy, and. Um, that is Jamar Chase, Jeff. Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals coming out of college. Uh, really good wide receiver in college. There was talks about him dropping a bunch of passes, right? They're, they're in the offseason, and this guy's going to have the yips, and then, can he handle the, the spotlight? Always handle it really well. Um, uh, Burrow's been fine. Him. He's got 958 yards, so he's going to break 1,000 yards this rookie season. He has eight That's touchdowns. Incredible. Yeah, he has eight touchdowns. That's two behind... 
sorry, that's three behind um, Cooper Cup there. He's averaging 17 and a half yards a catch. He's playing off fantastic there in Cincinnati as um Joe and there's Burrow chemistry there, isn't there? Oh yeah, they 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 play yeah. together that makes for the national sense. championship with each other. So yeah. um <clears throat> so awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. As the as the Bengals are fighting for the playoff spot as we continue to um come down at the end of the season here. We're gonna see that connection get even better. It's just year one. So yeah. Um, I love our I love yeah, it. yeah. I love I love that, and I love how you, the guys can come from the same school, get drafted, you know, and play on the same team together in the NFL. And they've already won a national championship together. They know what it's like to play in big games, and you see that connection come over uh, between the two in, 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 in the NFL. It's it's fantastic to see. <clears throat> Thank you, baby. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, Jeff. Well, I mean, is that going to be your guy too? Or yeah, I can't. I'm okay. not going to argue I mean, with that. No, you know, he's he's really good. No, he's that's that, that's not even. <laughs> I love the fact that the Bengals are they've got some pieces now and, and just they're building they're building towards that and it's great to see uh, for for an organization to have to you know struggle for years and stuff and and right. honestly even when under under Carson Palmer like I mean it's just eh, you know. Well, you know, and then they've had Andy Dalton there. That they, not they, Palmer, Andy Dalton, <laughs> and they won. They won ten games every year, but they never won a playoff game. And and so you want to see him get over that hump. And yeah. what was really important to me for the for talking Bengal football here is how was Joe Burrow going to come back from that leg injury? How was yeah. he going to look? And so far, he's looked good. Now he does yeah. lead the, lead the NFL in interceptions. That's something he's got to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like his attitude. I like his poise. I like him coming back from an injury and leading this team to hopefully a playoffs, a playoff berth and see where they go. But yeah. um, I wonder if uh, some of the interceptions are just timing issues because it's, you know, every, you know, it's a different, it's, you know, learning, you know, maybe there are different players and stuff are on the field, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously he's got his go-to guy. We know that, but uh, maybe, maybe it's a timing thing. And it's, it'll fix itself. Obviously that kind of stuff fixes itself. I don't think it's a mechanical issue. That's something to work out. And, and like you said, time and issue. Yeah. Um, I think when you're younger, you take those shots and, and you, and you know, Risks. And, and you take those risks and you're like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, yeah. and they learn from that. The, the good ones learn from that and build upon it. And I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing the Bengals play football. And I've never said that in the entire, <laughs> entire history of being alive. So <laughs> that's a good sign for you, Cincinnati football fans. Yeah. Um, all right, Jeff, the big kahuna. The MVP. Who is your MVP? I want to hear your answer first on this one. I'll let you take it. Um, Dak Prescott. No. Um. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. No, no. All right. So uh, I, will not, I will not go to that one. <laughs> um, my MVP of the season. <laughs> Even though I want to see him play after he's been out, <laughs> man, you're gonna get mad. Oh, Kyle Murray, <laughs> it's Kyle Murray. I think it's I think it's a good. He's a different. He's kind of coming out of his shell. He's becoming his own. He's, he's showing up. He's you know he's doing stuff. He got injured, but let's. See, I want to see him. After the injury, and if he's back to himself, man, I mean, 
it's exciting uh, to see a new guy come out here and, and start showing up some stuff. So I know that's not necessarily the, uh, no, Jeff, that's way off. Most popular. That's, that's, that's way off, Jeff. <laughs> now I, I say way off because he's mystery games. That's yeah, right, that's, that's going to take him. That's, that's the only thing. Him. That's the only thing I'm like, eh. but what I've seen <laughs> to this point, he's very good. He's very good. He's playing. He's playing really well. Yeah. There's one answer here, Jeff. And I don't think anybody else wins it. And I, this is an answer that everyone's going to hate me for, but it's Tom Brady. Okay. This guy leads the league in the yards. He has 3,771 yards, Jeff. My goodness. He's going to break 5,000 probably. He leads the league in touchdowns. He's thrown 34 flipping touchdowns. He is seventh in the league in um, percentage with 68%. He does have 10 interceptions, which seemed a little high for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But leading those other, to me, there's no 34 touchdown passes already is insane. Almost 4,000 yards already. I, I hate it. I hate to say it. I don't like Tom Brady. I respect him. I, I want him to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to face Tampa Bay in the, in the, in the playoffs. Whatever. But it's Tom Brady. You it's Tom safe. You pick too safe, Brian. I went out and stepped outside uh, the box. <laughs> no, you, um, you picked wrong, Jeff. All right, I picked right. And you oh, picked wrong on this one. I think no. I just, I just want to see new stuff, man. Like yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it's I like get Tom it. Brady, it's Tom Brady's it. show again, and I get it. He's good. He's very good. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not stupid, but um. But I, I mean, that's just, you know, I'd like seeing new, new talent, new stuff, new faces and, uh, and doing some cool stuff. And so that's why I picked Kyle Murray because I was just like, man, he's, he's, he's a new guy, you know, we've seen Patrick Mahomes and that was cool. I was cool with it. It was like, even though he's a chiefs, whatever, he destroys Denver. Um, Aaron Rodgers you know, last season, man, yeah. he's looking fire, but he's not he's not putting those big numbers up this year because we don't need him to. to. He doesn't exactly, have to. exactly. Um, so like in and I, yeah, I just I like Kyle Murray and I think it's cool and exciting and a lot of people I think are are you know it's making the Cardinals exciting, which is interesting because the Cardinals, I mean, nobody's really been paying attention to them, them since. <laughs> I do have some bad blood with the Cardinals. Green Bay does. Oh. Um. So I, I you hate him. I, I I'm yeah, getting I'm beginning them. to grow that um that anger towards them. <laughs> I okay. They beat us in the playoffs one year. They beat us. It was like a it was a game where it was like 51 to 48. Like we should have won that game, but our defense sucks so bad. Um, I was there. I had my buddy come over, Arizona fan, came over to my house. We're watching. We're watching the playoff game, and Green Bay has two Hail Marys to basically tie the game and to go to overtime. And what do we do? We leave Larry Fitzgerald wide open. He takes it like 90 yards to the five-yard line. We end up losing the game. I'm like, awesome. Um, <laughs> I've, had some bad, I've had some bad losses to Arizona. So, I, you know, they're a little frustrating. They're a little, that little thorn in my side right now, and, and I'm trying not to let it get too big. So, well, but. it's good. It's good. We have our different, our different pits here and, and that it's, you know, everybody, you know, nobody's like, well, you guys are just bouncing off each other. Like, <laughs> they, you know, and so, they, uh, yeah. And Arizona is an exciting team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. To watch. So Kyle I Murray's just, exciting. He's an exciting player. 
Hi, Jeff. We got our, our surprising team and our biggest disappointment so far. Um, my surprising team is the New England Patriots. <laughs> and no, I'm just joking. It's it's the Arizona Cardinals. And I was going to pick the Patriots, but like we said, we know Bill Belichick's good. I'm surprised it happened this fast, but when oh, you yeah. really when you look into the Patriots, they're getting eight players back that didn't play last year. Eight starters back that didn't play last year because COVID. Mac Jones is coming to his own. It's Bill Belichick. I'm not surprised. My surprise is the Cardinals. Look, like I said earlier, I did not have them winning this division. We picked the Rams. Both of us picked the Rams to win this division. We figured the Rams would be 10 and 2 right now, uh, but they've struggled. And I say struggle, and they're like seven and four. So they're not really struggling. But, anyways, what the Cardinals has done, and I can't pinpoint this enough. And I think what I'm about to say is why I got to give them that, even though Green Bay beat Arizona without three wide receivers in Arizona. Arizona is the number one team to me because the fact they winning games without with Colt McCoy, Jeff. They're winning games with Colt McCoy. They're 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 rushing the ball very well. They're playing really good defense. And they just got Kyle Murray back and DeAndre Hopkins back. And they're, and they're poised to win that division right now. They're poised to make a run. And it looks like so far, if Green Bay don't catch them, that the that, that, that NFC is going to go through Arizona. It's Yeah, uh, they're a very surprised team. Uh, it is a chalk up uh, between them and New England. And, and the only reason New England does kind of get a knockdown is because of Bill Belichick. It's not like there's a new coach in there and all of a sudden they've, they're starting to win. Like, uh, and, but and yeah, funny that we knock someone down because of how good they are. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. They've been winning too much. Um, so yeah, like uh, Arizona, I think is definitely everybody did not see that coming. They did not see Kyle Murray playing as well as he played. They did not see the defense playing as well as they've been playing. Uh, coaching, <clears throat> coaching is, is top notch. They're doing exactly what they need to do. Uh, they are the surprise team of the season by far. Um, nobody, nobody saw that coming. Um, so yeah, like if, yeah, it's completely Arizona, uh, the Cardinals. And so, uh, it's exciting for them. It's exciting for their organization. Their fan base is probably losing it, um, and how well they're doing. And, uh, man, they're riding, they're riding strong going through, man, riding strong. Well, it's funny because you look at that and then, and then you look at the, you look at what the uh, the foot what their basketball teams did, you know. And oh my gosh! <laughs> so and, and what their basketball teams doing now? Oh yeah, they're, uh, they're, they continued that winning ways in the season. And when football's over, we'll jump into the NBA. But um, yeah, that that state's gonna be really really uh, excited about their sports. Um, they're the <clears throat> new title town, Brian. <laughs> no, no. Anyways. <laughs> Biggest disappointment. I, I we talked about this on the phone the other day. I think we both agree it's the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. They're six and six. They were what? Um, they only lost five games last year. Um, so they've already lost more games than they did last season. This team going in, I projected them to win their division. They have the talent. Baker Mayfield is going to come into his own. This defense is fantastic. They had the best rushing uh, two tandem rushing attack in the NFL. And I'm wrong. I'm wrong. 
Um, something's not working there. And I, and I honestly think it's Baker Mayfield. He's been hurt a lot this season. It's actually cost his team. I think they got to bench him if they want to have a chance to win. And they have to figure out is Baker the next step, Jeff, in the pinnacle of watching the Cleveland Browns almost be really good. Um, their biggest decision is going to be to keep Baker Mayfield or not keep Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's the guy there. I don't think he's the answer there, but he's probably the best quarterback you've had in a long, long time. So do you kick him to the curb? I don't know. That's a big question that Cleveland Browns have got to ask himself. Um, do we kick out the best quarterback we've had in a while? Even though we, I, I, I personally don't think he's good enough. That's a tough decision to make. Um, to, to see if Cleveland can can turn this thing around, but uh, I I really like their what their head coach did the last couple of years, but this season seems to be slipping away, and I don't know if it's if it's Baker Mayfield's injuries keeping him from actually playing the quarterback position, um, or what it is there in Cleveland. <laughs> But there's problems. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, their coach was awesome. I think he won coach of the year last year. Uh, I think pretty. Did he win coach of the year last year? That was. I, I think was so. Close. I think so. Um, let me look it up. I'll let you look it up. Uh, yeah, it's it's a surprise. You know, nobody nobody thought Cleveland would drop off so quickly. I think that they were on this kind of rise to to. Uh, really really changed the the idea of what people think of the Cleveland Browns um and he did Brian is confirmed <laughs> hold on the, the Bruce nope. has reviewed no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian can uh, confirm Brian. uh so yeah like i think that's awesome uh that he won it last year and i really thought that a lot of people thought that would continue on going into this next season and maybe we would see some kind of new um pedigree going into like success pedigree going into the Cleveland Browns. And, and a lot of people want to see that, that team, that organization has been nothing but disappointment a lot. And it, and it's just, I think the fan base was tired of it. They finally saw some taste of, of some greatness last year and, 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 and sprinkled here and there, even the years prior to that. And um, <clears throat> something's wrong. I don't know if it's maybe just, is, is it Baker hurt? Is he playing injured? Um, is something off there? And if it's possible that he might be playing injured, then send him out. There's no sense in ruining, ruining a, a possible uh, just, you know, Oh no, you may not be as good this season, but, who cares? Like play, playing play. hurt. Playing hurt is okay, but playing hurt to the to the point where you can't physically play your position at an yeah. NFL level is not okay. No. Um and if that's the case, then he definitely needs to sit for the season um at this point and just just let, let it let it start back over next year with the clear slate, health, healthy quarterback and all that stuff. Are you gonna probably just act like you're giving up? Sure, but you're not, and everyone knows it. If healthy, I think if you had a healthy Baker Mayfield, if he's healthy, okay, if that's the issue, I don't think we're talking about them like this. Even with OBJ, I don't, I don't think we're talking about this team. Like it wasn't like, you know, Odell, because he left the Browns are falling apart and you know, whatever. No, I don't believe that. So I think there are, but this year they're a huge disappointment. Next year, maybe not. So we'll right, see. and you kind of see those fluctuate a little bit. I, w- I would like to see consistency with them, and 
I'm I'm most of Cleveland would like to see consistency with him, but you know, consistently winning ten games a year, consistently um, fighting for the playoff spots, consistently mm-hmm. fighting for the division. Look, this division hasn't been lights out this year. Okay, right. this division's been up for grabs. The the Ravens have been playing. Okay, but they're not that great of a football team. Watching them play, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, the Ravens don't strike fear into me. Um, Green Bay plays them in a couple weeks. So uh, we'll see then. But uh, this division was up for grabs and they're letting this to slip, slip right through their fingers. And um, it's just, it just sucks. It sucks to see for Cleveland. Um, it's kind of like the Bengals. I, you know, you you would want to see the, the the I want to see the Bengals be successful. I want to see Cleveland be successful because we've never seen it. Um, wow, well, Cleveland was really good back back in the day, but that's way before my time. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, if the playoffs ended, uh, the season ended today, and playoffs started so far, this is what we would have in the NFC. You would have the Cardinals get the number one seed. They're ten and two. They would get that by. The Packers would face the 49ers right now. Tampa Bay at number three would would face number six Washington football team. And the Dallas Cowboys at number four would face the Rams. And that is going to be a good game. They talked about it here in Dallas on the radio is we don't want to be the four seed. You do not want to be the four seed because you're going to be facing the loser of that of the of the uh, NFC West division, the Rams yeah. are the Cardinals. It looks like it's going to be the Rams right now. Not the loser of the division, but the second place. Right, not not the winner. Um, right now, that is your playoff picture. There's still people battling in for the seventh and sixth seed. Those could change. Division wise, I don't think that's. I don't think that's changing. I don't think. I don't think Tampa is going to lose the division. Green Bay's almost got the division locked up. The Dallas Cowboys are, are close to locking that that horrible division up. <laughs> uh, so that's your that's your NFC picture right there. Um, yeah, I mean it, it looks pretty. Uh, I mean it's going to be interesting. You know, I think if it were to to end today. Uh, I could. I mean, it's Dallas versus Rams is an that's exciting the toughest, game. That's the that's, toughest matchup. That's an exciting so game. Uh, Rams haven't been playing very well, but who knows? Maybe by then they would be or whatever. If this well, were to end, the if Cowboys end. haven't been playing really well either. That's true. So, um, and then you know, if you had Tampa Bay versus Washington football team, <laughs> hey, Washington football team played them last know, year in the I know. playoff, and they almost I know. won. I know. If they won, Jeff, Green Bay would have beat Washington and we'd have been in the damn Super Bowl. Sorry for the language. <laughs> it would have been true. But they didn't. Um and, and, and Packers, Packers versus 49ers. I think Packers I, could win that for sure. Packers um, win that one at yeah. home. Now, I've had some bad blow the 49ers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Garoppolo. But, but this team would win that division or wouldn't win that game. Yeah. Um, In the AFC, Jeff, right now, the Patriots are the first team with a bye that's dangerous. Going to horrible with that defense. It it really is not as as tough as we thought it was. (laughs) Titans number two right now versus the Bills at number seven, Jeff. The Bills are at number seven. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Okay. The Bills have been, they, they were my second disappointing team. Um, on that list underneath the Browns, but the Ravens are three versus the Bengals at six. That would be a really good game. I think the Bengals would actually pull off that upset. 
And then you yeah. got you got Chiefs and Chargers, and that game could go either way. The, the way that the Chiefs have been playing a lot Gosh. better, I think they've found their groove right the now. Chiefs are playing but, good defensively. Let's let's just say did, what it really well, is. Okay, the Chiefs have been flip? playing good yeah. defensively. Their offense is absolute garbage. Garbage. <laughs> it is freaking horrible. <laughs> and you know the Chiefs and, and, the, and the fact the fact that this team beat the Broncos and they scored one touchdown. The rest were field goals. Broncos obviously couldn't score anything. If you had a quarterback, Jeff, you'll win that game. Anyway, I mean, it was well. <laughs> if we had a if we had a different uh, offensive coordinator, we would have won the game. Um, but uh, you know, besides the point, it that game was ridiculous, and the fact that how they won that game and how they've been winning games too. Like you take a look at it, they beat the Cowboys on a ridiculous. It was a ridiculous game. The Cowboys could have easily won that game. And I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I'm sitting there going, the Chiefs barely did jack squat in that game. They, they shouldn't have won that game. The, the Green Bay game, if 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers was playing, we dominated that game. Yeah. It's, um, it's this weird, their defense what? is the one, they're the defense for the Chiefs are the reason that they're in <clears> position <throat> right then in that particular, in the playoff race in general. Which it is, is not Patrick Mahomes. And I don't understand what's going on there. Which is interesting, Jeff, because at the beginning of the year, the, the Chiefs were the one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and that's why they started losing those games. The, the offense was there. This defense has flipped it, flipped a fuck, yeah. a freaking one eighty. Okay, yeah. and they're up top of the top of the league right now, and they're playing really well. I don't know what left switched, what flipped, what's going know. on. I don't know, but, but I that, mean, it, for whatever it is, if the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs in if the playoffs end today and the Chiefs are right there, it's because of defense. And honestly, if they go up against an <clears throat> offense that's going to maybe like possibly can take advantage of this defense, I don't think the Chiefs will be in the freaking Super Bowl. I just don't. The, the, now we we talk about the AFC being not as tough, but I like the matchups here in these games better. The matchups here are exciting. The, in, they're in, interesting because they're toss ups. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, the Bengals could take out the Ravens. The Ravens could take out the Bengals. Chiefs could lose to the Chargers. Chargers obviously could lose to the Chiefs. We've seen that before. Bills, Bills could step on their own step. feet. Titans have no running back. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Titans are number two. It's all sudden done here. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then it I, looks like honestly, if you really <laughs> want to boil it down to, the Patriots want to run away with the whole thing. Why? Because they're better than all these teams. They're playing. It's going through Foxborough in the cold. They have the number one defense in the league, and Mac Jones is not making mistakes with Bill Belichick. That's a dangerous recipe, <sighs> Jeff. And we could see the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. And oh, let me tell you this, Jeff. Okay, Tampa Bay versus Patriots. Let me tell you this, <laughs> oh, dude. The whole debate about who's better, Brady or Belichick? Which one? Brady won a championship without Belichick. He's better. If Bill Belichick takes Mac Jones to the Super Bowl and wins it with Mac Jones, there's your answer. It's Bill Belichick. (laughs) Okay? It's Bill Belichick. Now, look, I agree that it took both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady merging together to win what they did. But everyone wants to, to divide it. Everyone wants to say who's better, who deserves this, da, 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 da. If Bill Belichick takes Mac Jones to the Super Bowl and wins, beating whoever, it could be the it could be Tom Brady or, or whatever, the Cardinals, Green Bay, the Rams, whoever gets there, the Dallas Cowboys, Jeff, then, ta- then, then Belichick wins that argument. 
In my, yeah. Just straight up. All right. There's yeah. no argument. Tom Brady went to a team that already had talent with a great defense. Don't give me that. Anyways, I don't want to start the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick debate right. here, but this, that would end it. Tom, my Bill Belichick could just drop the mic after the win and be like, that's all you need. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. Well, it's going to be a long episode, guys. It's the first time we've been on for a long time. Um, so just, just so you know, top games of week 14, top mm-hmm. games. We have the Ravens versus the Browns, Jeff. Oh, um, a game that the Browns are probably disappointed in <laughs> um, a game that, that Lamar Jackson will probably throw three interceptions and somehow still win the football game. Cause that happened two weeks ago. He threw like five interceptions and they still won. <sighs> I got the Ravens winning this one. I, like I said, I'm not trusting the Browns to to to. I'm not trusting Baker Mayfield to get out of a wet paper sack um, <laughs> right now. So, give me the Ravens to win this one, Jeff. Uh, who do you have? I got the Ravens to win this one. I don't trust the Browns. Obviously, they're you know they're just not they're not playing the way that they should be playing, and and the Ravens are you know somehow will pull out of this and win it in some way, <laughs> you know. It, it, whatever way it will be possible, they will win this game. They will. The Ravens will probably win this game. I would be shocked, honestly, uh, and I hope I am. I hope the Browns do beat them. But uh, if I were betting money on it, I'm going with Ravens. And I don't trust the Ravens either. But I trust. No, them yeah. bit, I'll trust them a little bit better than the Browns. <laughs> um, next, you got the Bills versus the Bucks, and this is interesting because the Bills coming into this year, we thought it was going to be the powerhouse. We're like, man. We're going to see this this next Bills team take over, and they really have struggled. Mm. They just lost the Patriots because they couldn't they couldn't stop the running attack as Pat Mac Jones just threw he threw the ball three times, Jeff, the whole game, and they win. <laughs> Crazy that game uh, was insane. The win was insane. The Bills should have won that game. I got the Bucks winning this one. I hope the Bills win. I need them to win this game. I don't trust them. I think the Bucks win this game easily. I, I have to agree. I cannot go against uh, the or Tom Brady. Sorry, I said the Patriots. Uh, I can't go against Tom Brady. Um, you know, it seems like they're all clicking again, and and they're playing a lot better than they were, uh, especially early on in the season. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, I don't trust the Bills. The Bills have been kind of falling apart. They were that was a toss up for me there for them. It was like it was disappointing, and I'm like, oh, the Bills kind of disappointed me this year. I really thought they were going to do something uh, good, and they they have not been playing well at all. But the Browns were worse, so um, yeah, like I don't trust the Bills anymore right now, especially this season. They got to get it back together next year. Uh, this oh. year, definitely not their year. I know we talked about them being in the playoffs, but they're not going to go anywhere, um, unfortunately. And so, yeah, I got to go. Pay, I got to go with the, the the Bucks on this one. Jeff, I'm an idiot. I forgot what? a game, and it's going to be the best game of the week. And I forgot to put it on here. Uh oh, it is the Rams versus the Cardinals. Oh, round two? Monday oh, night football man. on ESPN. Round that, two. My bad, guys. That is your number one game of the week. Number one. It, yeah. it, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in that game, Jeff, <sighs> my heart wants to pick the Rams. My brain says pick the Cardinals. 
and I wear my heart on my sleeve. Give me the Rams. Give me the oh. Rams to get back all their oh. winning ways and take one from Arizona. Give it, mark it down because hopefully it'll happen. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. The reason why is because of my boy, Von. Miller, I want Von Miller to have a good game. I want, I, I want him to, you know, as much as I want, to, I, I should be rooting against them because we have picks from them. Um, you should, you should definitely. But, uh, but, but, we'll give it to Von. I'll give him a game. Let him, let him light it up. Let him show the world that uh, the Denver Broncos messed up by getting rid of him. I don't care. I like the guy. He's my favorite Bronco player outside of John Elway. Give him the game. Give him a good game. Give him two sacks. Let's do that. Sunday night football, the longest rivalry in sports in the NFL. Packers versus the Bears. I've got the Packers, Jeff. I've got the Packers. And let me tell you two different things here. J.R. Alexander, okay, the guy's jersey I'm wearing, shut down corner in the NFL. The best or number two, whatever you want to say, is off the injured list. Zadarius Smith, Jeff, our best pass rusher, is off the injury list. We haven't got word if they're going to play yet. But let me tell you what, if both of them are playing the way this defense is playing this year, Justin Fields is returning this game, Jeff. He might want to sit out one more week. I'm just saying. It's going to be a long night for the Chicago Bears quarterback. Give me the Packers to win this game. And I think it's, I think, okay, I think it's going to be a blowout. 31-17, Packers dominate this game. And Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears. Oh, man. Go Bears, go. No, I'm kidding. You're like, you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's sacrilegious. Um, no, I'm going to go with. Uh, I mean, how do you go against the Packers in this situation? They've been beat. They beat them already this year. And it was in an Chicago. embarrassing loss um, to the Bears. He talked trash. I still own you. I, I still blanking own you. Exact words. Sorry. So. Not only did he talk trash, he's going to have to back it up. I think Aaron Rodgers will back it up. I don't think that the Bears will come come around and say, you know what, enough's enough. I got to go with the Packers. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers in a decisive victory. I got to go with... Hmm... I don't think they have to put up too many points either. Go with 21-6. Chicago oh. is going to kick field goals all field night. Field goals all <laughs> night. Now, Jeff, I told my buddy one thing looking into this game. When Green Bay comes off a bye week, we usually start slow. We start sluggish. We don't play really well. And we probably end up losing the game. It's been our it's been our history. I told my buddy, go, I'm looking for them to come out of this game and start fast on fire. And 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 don't play like you just came off by. Don't play sluggish. I'm hoping I see that change in him this year because we've historically bad at coming off buys. Next, Jeff, I put this game on there because I couldn't think of anything else put on there, and it's the Chiefs and Raiders. Um, 
division game. The Raiders have been at times this year one of the best football teams in NFL, and at other times this year they played bad. Same with the Chiefs. I not gonna go against the Chiefs in this game though, Jeff. I, I got the Chiefs oh, winning. I think I think they found their groove. Whether it be on defense, it's definitely not on offense. I don't know what's no, happened there on, on 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 defense. What's going on, with Patrick Mahomes? So, but. That being said, I still think the Chiefs get the job done. <clears throat> uh, I can't even remotely sit here and go like uh, I can't go against the Chiefs, man. It's just they're winning in weird ways. And the Raiders are freaking inconsistent I'm, trash. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're just inconsistent <clears throat> garbage. They, they cannot. They're the person who somehow, you know, uh, walks down the street, stumbles on their shoelace, slips through a puddle, slides down the street, you know, on their back and then, and, and, and then stands up and then tumbles again and does it all over again. And somehow they do that. Uh, that's, that's what reminds me of the Raiders. Uh, they just somehow they'll win some games and then they'll completely look like trash for the next few weeks. So no, <clears throat> I got to go with Kansas city as much as I don't like it. And it makes me throw <laughs> up. <laughs> Oh man, yeah that that one. It, it seems like an interesting. It seems like it'll be a, a good game. It depends on what Raider team is going to show up. <laughs> All right, Jeff. It's time. Dremel, please. <laughs> <laughs> now it is time for the headlines of the week. After hearing that, I always want to have like a, a big stack of papers, like the news, like a news people room, and they just <laughs> on tonight's headlines. Um, this week's headlines and consists of a little couple different things here, mostly football, but Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Big Ben Roethlisberger rumored to tell his teammates and family and coaches that this will be his last year. Now. I said this a couple weeks ago uh, on TikTok, actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. Someone laughed at me and said, I'm, you know, ah, you're funny. This guy's wash. He's wash. Okay. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He won two national, not national championships. He won two NFL championships in 2006, 2009. Green Bay beat him in 2011. He's been to three. Not a lot of quarterbacks have been to three, you know. Super Bowls. He's won two of them. Two of them when he was young in the league. It's his time. It's past his time. He should. They should yeah. have let him go last year. Yeah. But they held on to him, and they're paying for it. But it is what it is. He was fun to watch coming out of uh, college. He was. He was fun to watch for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to lie. I, I have nothing against him. You know. I. He, <laughs> Personally, he's had his own off-the-field issues. I don't want to get into any of that crap. On the field, he was entertaining to watch. He was a big, big body. They called him Big Ben for a reason. He he was able to um, create plays by not what is really his legs and like running around like he's fast, but with his, his pure strength. People couldn't bring him down. Next thing you know, he he throws a pass like holy moly. One of the the, the main throws all ever remember a Big Ben was the Super Bowl 
throw on this. I think it was uh, Randall L who caught the ball on the sideline. Tippy toed, caught the ball on the sideline to beat the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl. That's probably one of the throws I'll remember him going. That was a big Ben Roethlisberger throw. He's going to hang it up at the end of the season, and he should. You never want to see a guy hang on too long and be so bad. You're like, oh my gosh, dude, what are you doing? So, I, you know, I think it is definitely time for him to go. But uh, kudos to his career; he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I got a problem with uh, Big Ben. My problem is that Big Ben has been a thorn in the Broncos' side for my god <laughs> too long. Oh, too yeah. long. I'm sorry. You were good. You won some championships. You destroyed the hearts and minds of the Denver Bronco fans for many years because we just had to face you so many times in the playoffs. And good luck on your next pictures. <laughs> so uh, you're I mean, excited. You know, push him out I'm the door. excited to get him out, man. <laughs> he was just always always involved with just taking out the Broncos in the playoffs, beating us in all kinds of ways. You couldn't get him down. You, I mean, it was just, it was a, it, you know, he played like McNabb. McNabb was this huge tree trunk back there. You could never freaking get him down. It was just nuts. So, I mean, he was always kind of a hard nosed kind of guy anyway. And, and so, yeah, I, you know, as much as it, it's uh sucks for Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, but I'm not, you know, like, <laughs> I, I like to see him leave because he gave me problems and 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 all that stuff. Besides the off the field stuff, I could I don't care. Like I, I understand some of that stuff's craziness and whatever. But I'm talking about on the field stuff. He caused problems for my team. He was a great player. There's no denying it. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, um, very talented. But just like I would, I love seeing Tom Brady leave the AFC. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, Jeff. The next one is the Panthers surprisingly fired Joe Brady um, as offensive coordinator. And Joe Brady was brought over from the LSU championship team in 2019. It's Tom Brother. It's Tom Brother. <laughs> I'm kidding. Matt, very young brother. Um, Matt Rule says he, he has no regrets hiring Brady, and it was a step outside of his comfort zone. When they when he came from the you know college. Matt Rule coached in Baylor, came from college, and that same year hired a college offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who just won the championship with LSU, to be his offensive coordinator. It didn't work out there. There's something missing with the offense, and, and you know whether it be not having a quarterback, whether it be not having a quarterback, uh, whether it be <laughs> your, your, your best player on the offense is your wide receiver or your running back who's never on the field. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to throw Joe Brady on the bus. They got their own problems there with Matt Rule and this, not Matt Rule himself, but in Carolina and getting the right guys in, and they had a really good defense at the start of the year. I don't know. Sam Darnold hasn't worked out there yet, J- Jeff. That was a big flop that I was hoping would work out there, but it just did not. And they fired him. I was just shocked to hear that they fired him so soon in the middle of season on the bye week. That's what I was like. Are you? Whoa. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, know, I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to to this too much. Uh, Brian has more knowledge about this than I do. Uh, I'm not going to act like I'm some expert when it comes to college. Um, (laughs) But uh, it seems, you know, 
seems kind of crazy. It seems like there's a lot going on there and, and, um, you know, it's, I don't know you what's know, going on, but it seems like it, it seems like a bunch of craziness. So I read uh, some articles and it was talking about how Matt rule was saying that on third down, we need to do this more on, on we need to, we need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more. And, and I don't think that um, Joe Brady was wanting to do those things. And I don't yeah. think, I think it just clashed together. And, and I just yeah. thought, I just thought, I don't think firing him is going to uh, change anything about this team this year. I, you know, Probably let not. him let him finish it out, yeah, and then and then find your guy next season. But I, I that's you know not my not my decision to make. But yeah, uh. <laughs> did you see this play, Jeff? It's uh, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett. Did you see the play with the fake slide? I, I heard about what oh happened with Pickett, and, and Pickett is. I'll say this much: Pickett is something that people keep talking about. Kenny Pickett and uh, you know I'm, I'm again as a Bronco fan you hear a lot of people talking about you know uh, Carson Strong you got all these you know Kenny Pickett and, and all these guys and so you know the Broncos obviously are trying to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback situation are they going to bring in Rodgers are they, Rogers, are they gonna, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> or are they going to pick somebody in the draft I don't know but everybody keeps talking about this dude or Kyle Strong or, you know, um, there's a few other guys. Um, so it's just this guy in particular, I did hear about this play. I hadn't seen it. Oh, man. But I, I, heard I, it. I wish I had a video clip. It was a thing of beauty. And I, I it was a thing of beauty, Jeff. He's running the ball. He looks like he's going to slide. And when that happens, defenses stop because they know, right? They know if they touch him while he's sliding, it's a penalty. Well, he fakes the slide. Gets he's not going he's like he's not he's not going down, but he kind of just fakes like he's gonna he drops his back leg like he's gonna slide. And before his knee hits the ground, he just takes off running and he scores a touchdown. And the NCAA banned that move from now on. Wow. And, and usually, usually when the NCAA bans something, it they they let the season play out and they make that rule. They banned it from here on out. Next week, a quarterback can if they look like they're going to slide, they are going to call him down. And that is the right rule. That is. is the right rule. I, I thought clever move, <laughs> clever move from Kenny Pickett. We've never seen it done. We'll never see it done again in NCAA college football. Only but in Madden. Only, only, in, only in NCAA Madden. <laughs> yeah. Blitz. You'll see it in Blitz. A fake slide. Oh. No. <laughs> I think it's the right move here. This yeah. play cannot happen. It cannot yeah, be allowed. Of defense. It, it, your defense sit there and question themselves like, oh, I can't hit him. Oh, wait, can <laughs> I hit him? You know, and they really, they can. Um, so it's just kind of, it, it messes that up where yeah. you start kind of getting into that muddleness of like, well, I'm going to hit him anyway. And ho- I guess he's going to fake that. I don't know. And then and they're going to get penalized. <laughs> and it's just a big And mess. I tell you what, if I'm the coach on that sideline, the defense has said, next time he slides, you lay his but out period in the discussion. I'll take the penalty all day. I'm not going to allow him to do that. And the NCAA has banned that from going forward. And that's, what's going to happen is you're going to have quarterbacks go to slide and get laid out. And well, I didn't know, was it going to fake the slide that's happening now? So right move yeah. step in by NCAA to change that play. And, and if I'm a defensive coordinator playing against Kenny Pickett, I'm telling him <laughs> when he slides, don't, don't hold up. Yeah. Don't hold yeah. up. 
I heard now, about not, the play. I didn't not, see it, but not, I heard about it. Probably not going four because the NCAA is stepping in here. Well, but yeah, it, yeah. But not, that, game, that game, I'm going, hey, next time he goes to slide, you lay him out. Yeah. It won't do it again, I promise. Yeah. Uh, but it was, a, you got to go look it up. It was a pretty smooth play. I will. I'll look it up. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Sorry about the cough. Last thing we got on the list, and I, I, um, I didn't really hear this. I haven't been in, in a... I, I, my, today was my first day back at work from COVID. I've been out, been out of COVID for ten days. Um, so today's my first day back in a truck. Yeah. Tuesday, Coach McCarthy declared a victory on Sunday against the Washington Football Team. He said, "We will win this football game." Do you like this move? And I'm not even talking about even just the Cowboys. I'm just talking about in general. Do you like when a coach does this? Do you no. think it gives? Yeah. Do you think it gives a team anymore? Woo! Now we got to win. All, first of all, Brian, you're talking to a baseball fan. Okay. We all know baseball fans are extremely superstitious people, especially <laughs> when it comes to sports. Um, I don't bet on my teams. I think it's complete because I look at it like if I bet on my team and they lose, I've done something. You know, I've cursed them for who knows how long. <laughs> Twenty five years, cowboy fans. <laughs> um, oh, but <laughs> sorry. Oh gosh. Oh, so by the way, so no, I I I don't like when people are overconfident in their ability to win a game before they've played the game. Um, Rogers said the trash talk he did when he beat the bears. I get that, that I understand. And I don't have a problem with trash talk. I think it's great. It's the competitive nature of the game and that's fine, but I don't like the, the stuff being said before the game. Here's an example. The Broncos were completely and utterly trash talked before the game against the Cowboys and look what happened and look how the Cowboys have been since exactly so now they, they win a game they win a few games whatever and then they trash talking already going to, to Washington I'm telling you Washington football team is going to have a bone to pick with that they're going to felt they felt disrespected by that and I rightfully so if they felt disrespected by that if the Washington football team wins this game, I'm going to laugh <laughs> because McCarthy needs to stop. Just show it on the field. Like you don't need to say anything. If you want to talk trash at the end of the game, then fine. Talk trash. Are you a better team than the Washington football team? Absolutely. The Washington football team is horrible. So if you want to talk trash, great. Do it after the game. Don't do it before the game. Don't guarantee wins. Don't act like a fool. Like, come on, man. Like that. Come on. Now, Jeff, <laughs> I I don't like when head coaches do this. And I do I mind players? I don't. I don't mind players. I don't mind it. I, if my team is trash talking, or or you know if. If the, some teams trash talking, my team players are doing it. All right, we'll show up, show up on the field, show up Sunday and see what happens. Right. Coach McCarthy has nothing to do with him winning this football game. I mean, yeah, coach does at a certain point, but he's not the person on the field executing the place. Yeah. That's what I don't like about it. You put a lot more pressure on your team to go out there and win this game because you said we're going to win this whole game. Like, it's like, you're not even thinking of it. It's like, you're looking past it. Now, 
let me tell you what, Jeff, if the Cowboys win this game, which they probably will, I predict them that they will win this game. Right. <clears throat> nothing, they should win the game. They should win the game. We'll come of it. It'll be like, oh, oh I told you we're going to win the game. If they lose this game, though, if they lose this game, everyone's going to come back to that quote. Everyone's going to be looking at Coach McCarthy. It's going to, it's me and you, people like me and you are going to laugh at it. And, and you've got to wonder, did he, did he overlook this team? Right. Cause when you say, when you come in and say, and say, yeah, we're going to win this game. It's, it's just like you're overlooking this team, this opponent. Yeah. And, and then you got to wonder, are you, is it, was that, has that been your mentality during this week of practice? Have you, yeah. have you had lazy practices? Have you not put your full attention into it? I don't like it when head coaches say this stuff. Um, I like my head coach to have some balls like freaking Matt LaFleur last year said my motto is we're going to all gas and no mother effing breaks. Sure. Sure. Great. That kind of stuff's fine. Great. But when you come out and say, we're going to win Sunday, it's like, whoa, 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 coach. We still got to play a game. Um, they, they asked Ron Rivera about it. And he's like, that's the wrong move because now he's made it about what he said and not about, Football. It's not about right. winning. It's about what he said at the end of the day with his guys. And you do put a lot of pressure on your football team when you say these things publicly. Um, Dak Prescott came out and said, this is what we believe in the locker room. He just said it publicly. And that's great. You want your players to be right. confident. Right. But to come out as a head coach when you're not on the field, actually making the plays happen... I, I don't like it. It gets taken by the media. It gets Ugh. just around, and, and I get that. And that's what you don't want. You don't want that kind of press out there. Saying that stuff in the locker room with a closed environment is different, and I think that's the problem. And I, I don't like it. I wouldn't even want if my, if somebody did that on 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 my team, I would be mad too. This isn't a cowboy. I don't like the cowboy thing. Like this, this is a thing where I go. If it was my team, I still would say, "What an." idiot still yeah you're giving some people believe that oh look coach you just jinxed us or you're giving yeah. that you're giving that coach bulletin board if i'm a head coach i'm taking this and i'm pinning it up in a locker room and i'm gonna say this much you're painting you're putting yourself into a position you're gonna have to explain yourself if you lose oh Don't yeah do that yeah Don't do that like come on so it's it's interesting. I don't. I'm not saying I just don't like it because it's Coach McCarthy. I don't like it if it's any coach. If it's players, I, I, I you know I, I okay cool because you can you can show up and you can actually play and and answer to your ability to play a game of football. Right. Um, head coaches. I mean, yes, they do have an outcome. On. I'm not saying they don't, but they're not out there actually backing up the talk. So. I'll leave it at that. It's it is a rivalry, Cowboys and Redskins. It's one of the longest in the, in the NFL. But Cowboys should win this game. If they lose this game now, he's opened up the door for more scrutiny. Yeah, and he, that's he's going to have to answer to that. They and they're going to replay it that. It's going to be go on first take. Steve A is going to be laughing <laughs> like it's, you're setting yourself <laughs> up for a disaster. Yeah. Like and I can't I can't on, stand him. But when hear him laughing with the Cowboys, it's, it's oh it's man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, we've reached that segment that we end every segment, every episode with, and it is what is in your locker, good sir, this week. <laughs> 
my locker. Uh, I work, uh, of course, as usual. Cause I always work. Um, but no, I work, um, and getting some snow. We finally got some snow today. It is, I think we set a record for the longest without snow, um, in Colorado history. So it's been 82 years. It was 200 and some odd days without snow. We finally got some today. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, in Denver, though, like the mountains have been getting tons, but we've gotten jack. So we finally got some, which is good. Hopefully we get more. Typically, the snowy season really starts in January. A lot of people think it starts before that, but it doesn't. Um, but we should have gotten snow by then, at least at least a, at least a, a few days worth. And uh, other than that... Watched Game Awards yesterday with my wife. It was all right. Uh, there was some stuff in there that were pretty, pretty good. Um, some stuff she's looking forward to. Uh, a couple of categories. Some of the games she likes won. Um, and so stuff like that. That was cool. Uh, got to see uh, Hellblade 2, uh, which seems like it's definitely, definitely odd. It's not on the same category as God of War. Seems like they're really trying to compete with God of War, and that's not why the first Hellblade game was good. Um, so I don't really like the direction they're going there. They had no release date on that at all. So that was also I knew it was so way far because I mean, a couple months ago it was like they just started development on it. That game's been in development for two years already. Um, so there's that. Then um, I got to play part of a, a tech demo. Uh, this is a PS5 tech demo. I'm going to do a live react to the tech demo. Uh, and it's going, I'm going to, I'm going to do a Twitch stream with Brian, Brian on there and on the, uh, party chat. And so, uh, we'll, we'll get Brian's reaction to the tech demo. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a matrix tech demo. It's unreal engine five. It's PS five and next gen tech, Technology trying to show off what the next gen capabilities are with the next Unreal Engine. It's pretty cool. If anybody gets a chance to see it, anyone listening gets a chance to see this, look it up. And if not, check check the stream when when I stream it. It's going to be it's incredible. It's it's just it's what everybody's been wanting for games for many years. Um, and it's the Matrix. I mean, come on now, who doesn't who doesn't like to see bullet time and craziness and car chases and all this stuff? So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, if anybody does have an next-gen console, whether it be Xbox Series X, PS5, download it, play it. It's on there for free, uh, and it's it's a fun tool. So did that, um, watched some stuff, some documentary stuff, getting ready to watch uh, the Matrix movie, the 22nd. I'm excited. I definitely will be talking about that um, and how I th- what I think about it. And then also... Uh, been sitting there and watched some of the Broncos stuff. Uh, got watched the Broncos lose to Kansas City. It sucked. It was not good. Um, hopefully we take care of the Lions. Uh, I think the I think <laughs> I think the Broncos will probably turn the page uh, and and beat the Lions for sure. Um, I'm excited to actually see the Demary Thomas tribute there and. Um, yeah, I got a I got a couple of new interviews for some work. I uh, got an interview coming up on Tuesday on Zoom, and I got another interview that I got that I got emailed about right before I came on the podcast. 
for Monday. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Both our graph design and positions. So one of them on the one on Tuesday is one I'm actually looking forward to the most. Uh, if I really had to pick, I like that one better. Uh, um, yeah. but they're both, they're both an opportunity and I'll take the opportunities uh, as long as, as long as I get paid more when I'm getting paid now, I, I could care less. Um, so, but yeah, that's what's going on. And that's what's going on in my locker. Um, what's going on in your locker, Brian? All right, brother. Well, you said you were watching documentaries. The one thing we need to get back into um, is reviewing documentaries. Uh, we used to do that on this, on this, and we need to start back into doing that. Um, in my locker, I've been getting over COVID. Um, it's weird, man. Uh, have you had COVID, Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That's um, a good, that's a good. A lot of people, a lot of people probably had it and, and don't know. Um, so uh, we went to Moab. Okay, this was last Christmas. My mom was sick, or Leia was sick. I don't know. Somebody was sick. Couldn't see my mom. <laughs> um, so we decided, man, eh, let's not let's not chance it. Let's go. We already got the first shot at that point. <laughs> And I came home and I was feeling like absolute crap. The moment I got home, it happened with my ears closed up and I was like, what's going on? And so, yeah, like uh, that lasted about a week. So I don't know what it was. If that was it or not. Hmm. It may have been it, but we could have had a breakthrough infection, I guess, maybe because Allie got it too. Um, so that's the funny thing is weird. Is like, it was weird. Yeah. Because I I have seasonal allergies, and the the whole different part was we went to Moab. It was not as cold, and then it got really cold, like the next day or so, and real windy. And so we were outside, and and we had jackets on, but still we were outside, and we were walking around. And I'm like, I wonder if, and it hit me in the morning. It hit my throat, and I was like, man, I was like, this seems like seasonal <laughs> allergies, but I don't know nowadays. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say like because some people don't know. Like my sister in law went to give blood, and they were like, "Oh, you have COVID. You've had COVID at some point. We could see it here. You're, you've had antibodies build up to it." And she's like, "Oh, I'm, I had no idea. So I definitely could not know if you had it." And it started that way with my wife. She every year she, there only gets a little colder outside, um, and it fluctuates in Texas. Like today was in the 80s. Tomorrow's high is 50. And then we're back in the sixties, like Christmas day is supposed to be in the seventies. It's insane. So my wife had, um, what's what seemed to be her yearly, you know, she gets, um, head colds, really stuffy, a lot of pressure headaches and it goes away. Well, that, that turned into, it didn't go away. It got worse, turned into a fever. I had, Pardon the French diarrhea for a couple of days and then a little scratchy throat. And turns out we had COVID. We're still getting over it. I, I'm back at work today. It's a 10 day um, quarantine from work. So, and I, I've noticed it's, and it's hard to explain. I've noticed some changes from what COVID, when I got COVID and, and, and kind of now, I get really hot fast. Like I'm burning up right now. I'm in a jersey. I'm sweating like crazy. I sweated a lot at work today. I'm like, my gosh, I get really tired easily. I can't taste or smell at all. Um, I've heard people get their taste back. Things don't taste as good. Some things they used to like, they don't like. My my buddy down the street, his wife, 
um, lost her taste and she said she can't drink Pepsi anymore. It tastes like cinnamon. She can't drink it. I don't know. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I love, I'm a foodie. I love to eat food. I hope I get my taste back soon because that's the the one thing that's really pissed me off. Brian's not going to be able to like the taste <laughs> anymore. Uh, so he's now going to be vegetarian. vegetarian. Hey, that's it, <laughs> if that's what everyone tells me, Hey, it's a good diet, right? I can eat whatever I want now. I could, I could be snacking on lettuce and carrots and really, but no, because it does, I can't taste it. Oh, so I'm back to work today and it's been kind of interesting because my work schedule, I, I got up at one 30 in the morning to go to work. So I'm extremely tired right now. I got to go to work tomorrow too. Um, work by Saturday but uh, so that's interesting I, I feel like um, I feel and it's weird I feel like COVID has changed my like my like my body in a different way it's just weird it feels weird I don't know how to explain it um, heard something on the radio today they were that incidentally football Jeff will be made in the summer of 2023 so to look forward to that coming out um, Sunday I am headed to a buddy's house down the street that I made friends here in the neighborhood. He's a Bears fan. We're going to watch the game together, eat some wing stop together. He can cry on my shoulder after the Bears take another loss. And should be pretty fun. Um, other than that, guys, I've started a little project, Jeff, and I, I don't know if you've listened to the episode. This is a couple weeks ago on Tuesday, about two weeks ago, I started a, um, a Get to Know Your Neighbor project. And it's just a project... <laughs> where I'm challenging people to get out there and, and get to know different people. Step outside your comfort zones, meet your neighbors. If you have, like I talk about it, I, you know, I'm, I live in a, in a brand new build. Whenever someone moves in, I, I take time and effort to go get to know that person. Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. My name is Brian. This is about me, blah, blah, blah. But it's about stepping out of your comfort zone. It's about um, sharing your stories and, ha- and, and through sharing your stories with other people, you learn to have empathy and compassion. And, and you can, you can actually, learn that you have a lot in common with other people and that we all struggle and we all go through these things. And if we go out there and we share these stories and we get to know other people, I think it'll bring a lot of good in the world. Now I'm challenging people to get into the holiday spirit. It's a simple thing to do guys getting into the holiday spirit, get your traditions. You got, I love I love Christmas traditions. Um, we, 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 you know, you have them when you're a kid. And then when you have your own family, whether it's, you know, whether it be a, you get married, whether you have kids, you get to start new traditions. I love it. I, I love this time of year. We put the tree up after Thanksgiving. Um, do Elf on the Shelf with your kids. It's fantastic. Now, it might be a little pain in the butt for the parents to, have to do, do it all, but to see the surprise on her face. It, my girls love it. They wake up looking for the, the elf. And every year we have to decorate the tree. And that's when the elf shows up. And then when we take the tree down, that's when the elf goes away. You start these traditions. Um, start listening to some Christmas. You don't have to be a kid there. to enjoy Elf on the Shelf. I do. <laughs> you definitely don't. You, they've had some Where's creative. That Where's that elf? <laughs> Who didn't move the elf? <laughs> of a- we'll wake up and totally forget about, about moving the elf. And then like, oh, son of a. <laughs> oh, we got to try it. You know, it, it, it's interesting, but uh, I'm challenging people to get into the Christmas spirit this year. Take time to listen to some Christmas music a little bit. Take time to be a little extra cheery. Take time to give to the to less fortunate than you have. Um, and 
just get in the Christmas spirit. Do something. Um, every year we try and take the girls to go see Christmas lights. We go to the prairie lights. Um, take your girlfriend out. Take your wife out. If you don't have kids, take your kids out. Take, go take your niece and nephew out. Spend some time with them. Spend some time with extended family and just get in the Christmas spirit. And I know it, it can be hard and I know it could be a struggle. And I know it, it's difficult sometimes during this time of year. I, I just got off. I, I was off for 10 days with no pay. I get paid for zero of that. I'm like, how am I going to put Christmas princess under my tree this year? Well, God is good. And, we'll, and don't worry about that. We've got that taken care of, but always realize that people outside um, of you are struggling with different things and realize that you have it far better than you probably think you do. So try and wake up with a smile on your face and get in that Christmas spirit. And I know I rambled on there. Sorry. No, but. no, I, 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 you know, I'm going to possibly see my mom. Uh, she just got a day off and, and my work is like, you got X number of days off. So I think they're giving us quite a bit, like three. Um, so that's cool. And I mean, yeah, when, you know, me and my wife, every year we hang out with, um, Harry, Marv, and uh, <laughs> Kevin. Um, so, like, you know, <laughs> uh, in different places too. You know, some of it's in Chicago, some of it is uh, is in New York. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, but pretty see, cool. and those are the things, right? Every this time of year, you're like, oh man, I gotta watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh man, I gotta watch Charlie Brown. I know I got it. These are these things you start, you start watching with your families and you start that traditions. My grandma started tradition of we made sausage balls every year for Christmas. I do that. I've continued to do that outside. Even, even, you know, growing up as a teenager, we got to have sausage balls for Christmas morning. I do it now. I continue to do it. And hopefully it's something I passed down to my kids. And um, I put a little something on TikTok today about challenging people to get out there, get in the Christmas spirit, be a little cheery, um, share with us your Christmas traditions. How, you know, I want to read your Christmas tradition be like, Hey, that's a fantastic idea. Maybe I should start doing that too. And we can pass along these traditions and, you know, there are other different all around, all around the United States from the South to the North, whatever, these different things that, Oh, I didn't know you did that for Christmas. Well, let me try and, incorporate that here and maybe you can try this and you know pass things along this is but. the new tiktok challenge people <laughs> come on yes, yes. I, I, brian's brian's starting something new let's get it going be, man i would be glad people i'd be glad people to, on tiktok the new one to, not start. eating tide pods come on yeah. Oh, not yeah, not no silly dance let me yeah. show me show me your christmas traditions um and um yeah that's about it. My locker this week, man. We've we've uh, just getting over COVID. Um, like I said, we didn't have it too bad. My wife had it worse than I did. She had the the fever and a little bit of body aches, but um, she got over that. And and um, I, I I like I said, mine were mild. And uh, just you know, watching Yellowstone, man. I've I've got caught up on this these ten days off on watching all of Yellowstone. Fantastic show. Um, I'm going to go buy me. A, I need to go buy me a cowboy hat. I need to buy me a cowboy hat. I need to buy me some cowboy boots and just fully <laughs> jump into it. But uh fantastic show. Fantastic show. It's already snowing, Brian. <laughs> it's, it's already, already snowing. snowing. Right? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you 80 degrees today, sweating tomorrow. 
it's going to be high in the 52. I'm like, God, this is how you get sick. This is, there's the fluctuation here in Texas. Wait, are the Packers playing uh, the Chicago Bears in uh, Green Bay? In Green Bay, Jeff. We got the snow. We got the snow. It's already <laughs> snowing in Green Bay. Get ready, Chicago. I'm hoping it's a snow game. <laughs> Chicago should be pretty used to that. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, yeah. owns the Bears, Jeff. Yeah, and got um, it. Now, my only concern, he is really fantastic. My only concern is, do the Bears take that personally and they, they try and hurt? Aaron Rodgers, I hope yeah. not. You know, but yeah. well, we yeah. don't need a we don't need a, a far 2.0 situation. Uh, yeah, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's been this edition. It's like I said, it's going to be a long one. Um, we didn't even talk about our, our your trip down to Texas, Jeff. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I talked about it a little bit last week about uh, when I went solo about how we met. And we had a Philly and yeah. and um, hadn't seen you. How was the last time I saw you? In person, two year, two and a half years, somewhere. Two and a half years, two three yeah. years. That's what I said. I thought it's been about. Two, I thought it was years. longer than that. And I was like, wait, it's been about two three years. So, yeah. okay. um, but anyways, guys, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I do work in the morning, but uh, it's a, it's a slow shift, so I, I'm usually off real early in the morning. And um, Jeff's going to. I don't know how we're going to set this up tomorrow, but we're going to do a live reaction. I haven't seen it of the D- PS5 demo of the next what the next this next gen is fully capable of and he showed me a picture of it and i haven't seen any of the video and my gosh the picture looks insane so (laughs) i'm interested to see this tomorrow so look forward to that tomorrow tomorrow evening we'll put that out and whether you um, tune in whether you tune in as it is or whether you (laughs) tune in after it's fine yeah it's it'll be cool to see reaction though or to hear a reaction (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well Take that challenge. Be in the Christmas spirit. Be a little happier this time of year. God bless you guys. And uh, take care, Jeff. Take care, everybody.